This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, gosh, what a what an incredible Olympics it was. Uh, we didn't really get into the medal count on uh, radio. I wish we would have because it was historic. It was an historic beating that we administered to the world this time. It does seem to be the case, huh? Uh, yeah, big, big it, medal count. The only the bigger the biggest medal count since 1932, when we outmedaled Italy by 67 medals. 67! This was 50-some. So we almost doubled the second uh, highest wow. take uh, country, which was China. Pretty Although impressive. Great Britain is actually listed ahead of China because they had more gold. Great Britain had, I mean, if there was anybody besides us who had an amazing <laughs> Olympics event, it was Great Britain. Yeah, they, they did really well, huh? They were phenomenal. Uh, they they basically came in six, second, right? Yeah. Over China? Yeah. 67 medals. Now, who has more people? Is it uh, Great Britain or China? It's very close. Okay. China just squeaks them out. Oh, really? Yeah, by about a billion. Just a a billion people. 200 million. Uh, And another 200. Uh, Well, about a billion, 340 million. So, like, a billion plus the United States. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, China is... One billion, but just the billion, 340 million more people. Then, uh, but as I went over in my Facebook post, it's a little misleading, you know. Yeah, as yeah. Well, not a lot of Chinese rice farmers are involved in uh, elite platform diving. Um, really? Yeah. I don't know if you're. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know. That's aware a generalization. That. I don't feel <laughs> comfortable with is. that. I will say. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you can't just compare population to population and say, well, they should have, you know, ten times the medals that Great Britain does and four times the medals we do and whatever. But, it I mean, it does show that freedom leads to really good things, I, I think. I, our freedom provides the opportunity for people to excel. I mean, we've said that a million times. Our system yeah. is in place to help us succeed, and many people do. And that's why we do well at these things. Yeah, it makes you uh, able to pursue the things that you want to pursue. So when someone has a crazy idea that they want to be a platform diver um, in China, usually uh, either they become rice farmers or are executed. Yes. Um, here, they can pretty much try to do that, even if they don't have resources. I mean, many times you'll have people who will take a talented person on and, and, and pay their way through many things and, and yeah. uh, make it easier for them to try to excel. Uh, certainly, we have a lot of uh, uh, 
you know, uh, great institutions within sports because we enjoy sports and we've Mm -hmm. taken it seriously over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not seriously enough that we're injecting all of our children with a weird... Which is what I love. Yeah, so different than the way, you know... We don't take our kids at three years old and put them in a sports camp and raise them there by a sports authority. Not East Uh, Germany. It's not East Germany. No, that's up to the parents to do. Yeah. I will, I will say this, too, uh, by the way. Uh, now <laughs> Germany uh, competes in the Olympics as East Germany and West Germany. Um, or they, they used, they used to. to uh, they and now they anymore. don't. Now they are one right. nation. I mean, in reality, shouldn't we get credit for Great Britain's medals, too? I, I mean, come on. Uh, we're pretty yes. much. We're, look. <laughs> yes, we should. I mean, obviously, we're we should the big have dog nearly now. 200 medals right <laughs> now. We're the big dog now, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so it used to be Great Britain. We were all one. Well, we, we obviously won that battle. Uh, so now I would say Great Britain is essentially a part of the United States. Look at Daniel Hannon, the, the representative, representative we were talking about off air uh, just mm-hmm. a minute ago. He, he knows more about the Constitution than certainly any of our candidates do. No question. Uh, so I think at this point we just combine the medals, say give it a, <clears throat> even you know a couple hundred medals, and then then we're really kicking China's ass. Yes. Although we never win, you know that was one of the things I was concerned about with these Olympics. We don't win anymore. We heard that from someone. We don't. Uh, win we anymore. just don't win anymore. And in fact, we just did by. A lot. One of the biggest, the biggest margins since 1932. Pretty amazing. Hmm. Pretty amazing. Hmm. You know, I, I was, uh, the way, the system that we have compared to the Eastern Bloc and the communist nations, it's kind of interesting because my kids, uh, my two youngest, for a while, were going to a, uh, an art teacher who was from the former Soviet Union. She's, I think, Ukrainian. And, uh, and she left before it was... You know, split. So it was the Soviet Union. So was the last she, name Manafort? By uh, no, okay. <laughs> surprisingly no. So when she was four years old, uh, they decided she had a good body type and she she wanted to be a, a ballerina, and so they started her down that path. And when she was six, I think it was six or seven, they decided, no, your body hasn't developed properly. You can't do this anymore, and they forced her out of the program. She had to do something else. They didn't care what. But that's so that's what they do in these Eastern Bloc nations or or at least did. And I assume Russia is still and China certainly uh, is still probably on that. Well, we think we saw that pretty clearly with Ivan Drago, who, uh, you know, was clearly uh, utilized uh, anabolic steroids, um, other uh, questionable training techniques to make himself stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, the average heavyweight Mm -hmm. does not average eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, per of. square inch of pressure uh, per mm-hmm. hit, and and the, the results are quite obvious. Right. Whatever he hits, he destroys. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's. Thank you for that. And then we learned that lesson already. So. We did. Yes, we did. Uh, Russia has not learned that lesson, however. <laughs> no, Russia did not do very well, did they? 20, 26 of twenty-seven athletes tested positive for steroids and were sent home. In the track. So and, one track and field. Event. One was okay. One was okay. How did that one? Or at least she was allowed to stay. I think she appealed. I think they were all sent home, and she appealed, and for some reason she got to stay. So they had, I think, one competitor, (laughs) um, or one in some discipline, because I know that 26 out of 27 in some, maybe it was sprint, maybe it was the field, I'm not sure, but there was a whole segment of their team that was doping and sent home. And then, of course, you've got the Paralympic athletes who were the whole team was sent home or not allowed to participate in the upcoming games. You know, there's just some there's some Russian chemists uh, that have met their demise uh, in the past couple of weeks. 
We'll never hear about it, but some, there's some behind-the-scenes no Russian kidding. chemists that were supposed to make sure that this uh, this testing didn't did, get uh, detected. Did not get detected, and they did not, uh, unfortunately, make it through uh, the weekend. <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> probably true. Probably, probably, probably true. true. Mm-hmm. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Beck Colin Powell has now set the record straight on his involvement in the email scandal involving Hillary Clinton. This is pretty amazing. I mean, this is a huge story. We didn't really go over it in any level of detail in radio today because we were focused on the Uma Abedin, other huge story about Clinton Mm -hmm. this weekend. But Hillary Clinton's excuse uh, was Colin Powell told me to use a private server. What Colin Powell is now saying is, well, I did talk to her at one point about using an AOL account that I used for non-government business. Um, but uh, I told her that a year after she already started using a private server. <laughs> Just the year, though. Uh, so uh, nice. she's really So he worse. didn't lay down cover for her. No, and again, this is an Obama-supporting, uh, <laughs> Republican-esque mm-hmm. former... I mean, I think he still says he's a Republican, but come on. Please. Uh, however, he is uh, hitting Clinton hard here, and she doesn't need it. Uh, you know, it's, it's not helpful to, to uh, Hillary Clinton, and I'm glad she, he's bringing out the truth. Um, the truth is she was using it in her personal email for a year before I sent a memo telling her what I did. And again, that was not using a, setting up a private server at her home, his home. He was using an AOL account. Um, her people have been trying to pin it on me. When asked why Clinton was trying to blame him, he responded, why do you think? Despite appearing angered by the situation, he, he added, it doesn't bother me. It's okay. I'm free. But Powell did not have a server at his house or any outside contractors, as I mentioned. Clinton did. Uh, the rules governing electronic communications got more strict between Powell, Powell's time in office and Clinton's. In other words, Clinton is way, way worse than, uh, than Powell or anybody else. And this, she's been trying to deny that the entire time. The situation is weird here because what we have learned about Clinton's emails, and there's another 15,000 of them apparently that are coming out now. Um, some of them may have been deleted and everything wow, else. We're we don't still know. getting another 15,000 is just announcing. But it she turned them today. all over. How could we have more? Right. That's bizarre. What I'm bizarre. Uh, some <clears throat> of them may have been. So they're saying some of them might be duplicates. Some of them might be um, emails that she deleted. The issue here, to me, with the Hillary Clinton <clears throat> scandal is she's lying about it. And that's an important part, as we saw with Nixon. I mean, you know, what they actually, what Nixon did there was minor to nothing. I mean, he didn't even know about it. We don't even know. Um, you know, it looks like, you know, the Watergate thing at the time, I mean, sure, I think it he, was the cover-up. It was the cover-up, right? The cover-up's worse mm-hmm. than the crime. Is the always. Cliche. I mean, Brian Latke's story, the Olympic story, same thing. Yes. The cover-up is always oh, yeah. the worst. Yes. If he committed an act of vandalism he, in Brazil, I if mean... If he broke a sign in the no back of the convenience yeah. store, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. It was they gave the, him $400 to fix damage. You think in Brazil... You just paid for that stupid place for a year. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding? 400 American dollars in Brazil to fix that? Right. So I, come on. Exactly. The cover-up is, is worse than the so crime, and, and that applies here. However, we don't know if it's true in this situation yet. And the reason I say that is what we have heard from the emails from Hillary Clinton, you can absolutely say cover-up is worse than the crime. The issue here is the crime is not what we've heard yet. She's deleted tens of thousands Mm -hmm. of emails, and we don't know what was in those. So she's covering. The the, the truth may very well be there is something that could destroy her presidency Mm -hmm. in the emails she deleted, and we don't know about them yet. 
So she, when we keep saying, why is she keep covering it? Why is she doing this? It may very well be because what we don't know is way worse than what we do. Wouldn't that be great? Um, and that could be the, is the story here. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, because what? Why What if bother? she winds up in prison? Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, you, we all know she's ending up in prison. We just hope it's not uh, after her presidency. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, I, we don't hmm. know what the truth is. And that's always no, been the, the case with these emails. Liberals will say, well, what have you found in those emails? I mean, some things. Nothing, I would say, incredibly groundbreaking. Things, uh, and, and including the Russian hacks, by the way. Yeah, you put them all together and you see a, a typical uh, political... Um, corruption sort of picture. You see some donations that probably went, you see people using emails, government emails for private business. There's certainly examples of that, but nothing that's going to make her lose the election so far. Her handling of covering it up has hurt her chances, I think. Um, but again, not enough for her to lose the election. Mm-hmm. What she deleted may very well be bad enough for her to lose the election, which is why she deleted it. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to be surprised that she mostly, six months into her presidency, we we find out, oh, by the way, this did happen and she should have lost. Except that she told us already that she really just donated uh, or deleted uh, yoga invitations. Recipes. She recipes, said recipes. Yoga emails, uh, things that talked about uh, what she and Bill were going to have for dinner that night. I mean, uh, there's nothing there. We don't know. What if, they were, there. what if they were eating live children for dinner? Well, if, they're, if that yeah, if that surfaced, right? that'd be a problem. What if the recipes were cannibalism? What if they're Builder Burgers and they're eating Golden Babies? What if that's happening? As we long as they're Jay Babies, about I'm fine with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of interesting because uh, Clinton has extended her lead over Trump in Ohio. She's up by six points now. But Trump just uh, tied her in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And he's now ahead in one national poll. Yes, and that's the LA Times poll. And that's Times the first time in a while. Ta- but it's the same poll. Oh, it's the same about LA time. Times it's thing. the LA Times poll. Because that, that is weird. Panel. What is their methodology there? Why is so that there's, so different? There's two interesting things about it. One of which, um, the LA Times poll is a panel. So, like, you get, you know, this is not the way it's done. Same exactly, people every time. You get 100 people in a room and you ask them every day. How do you feel? Who are you going to vote for? And so they change over time. I'm convinced I'm going to vote for Trump. Now I'm going to convince I'm going to go for Clinton. There's obviously most of the people are going to have their minds made up, but some people will change their mind. Mm-hmm. That part is actually something I requested the Blaze to do in 2011. I was like, there's an interesting way to do a poll differently, where you have the same people. You get the poll sample right at the beginning, and then right. you keep asking them. Because mm-hmm. what we want, a lot of times we say... it does change over time. It does change over time. There's a lot of undecided voters that change their, change yeah. their mind. Not to mention... Um, it's something where what we do is right now, the way polls work, in case you don't know this world and why would you, um, you know, they'll call, they'll call a thousand people in Ohio randomly, contact them, say, hey, who are you voting for? Trump, Clinton. They'll hang up. Then three weeks later, they will call a completely different thousand people at and random do it again. and do it again. And the way the media will uh, communicate that to you to say, Donald Trump has picked up three points. Hillary Clinton has gained five points since the last poll. But they're all different people. So there's also a chance that, especially when it's in the margin of error like that, Mm -hmm. that they just called people who already supported Trump before and they picked up 3% more, right? Very possible. Yeah. Um, 
So that part, I think, is actually really interesting and good. The Rand Corporation uh, who uh, actually did a study like this in 2012 um, and got pretty good results out of it. So I think there's some basis to that. The other thing they're doing, which is more questionable in my mind, is they are weighting um, the sample based on what uh, on self-reporting uh, um, previous votes. So what they're doing is they're saying, Pat, you're on the panel. Who'd you vote for in 2012? And you say Mitt Romney. So I put you in, in, in the Mitt Romney poll, and I count your um, votes for more mm-hmm. than people who say they voted for Barack Obama, because I'm voting. I'm trying to make the uh, the panel look like the 2012 electorate. The problem is, and this has been tested many times, that people tend to deny they voted for the loser. So uh, people who say they voted for Romney, well, well, we all know what they got. He got 47% of the vote. But what we keep finding in studies is less than that say they voted for Romney because they don't want to be associated with the guy who lost. Um, so we are believing people in reporting who they say they voted for when it's a questionable um, tactic. So what they're doing is they're taking a percentage of voters and trying to, they're giving more weight to the people who are saying uh, they voted for Romney, which obviously is giving more weight to Trump votes today. Mm-hmm. And that is what the, the highly questionable part of that poll is, is it's weighting people um, who voted for Romney at a higher level. Uh, so there are reasons to try to do that. We've talked about that before. You know, you, you, a lot of people will say, well, they're, they're giving more people, more Democrats are in the poll than Republicans. You got to, you got to even that out. It was mocked as unskewing the polls in 2012. A lot of people who believed Romney would win believed that was the problem with all the polls and they were all going to be proven wrong on election day, which didn't actually happen. Not the case. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I, I think it's an interesting poll to look at mm-hmm. more as to the trends. Where you say, like, I wouldn't say that Trump is ahead by two points, but I will say that I think the, 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 the polls nationally have moved three or four points in the last week or two. I think it has tightened a little bit. Interesting. Um, so I think instead of it being an eight-point margin... the reason for that? I mean, he continues I, to know, make uh, mistake after mistake after mistake. Switch out his leadership. Of course, but so does she. So, so does she. First of all, she's terrible, it too. It proves what we've said all along. She's... An awful, awful candidate. Awful. And he should be ahead by 30 points right now. But I should, I should, I should um, update the chart we've showed many times on this show, showing the, elect, uh, the, uh, the convention bounce. I'm telling you, with the exception of... So you think this was still convention bounce? I think it's still convention bounce at and some level. so it will come back. I think it will come back. I think the inertia of this election will have it bring it down That's to a three or four That's a big bounce points. for her, then. I mean, it's she, lasted a while. Um, but if you look at the chart, and I don't think we have it handy at the moment, um, but it shows that Based it takes about... on the black about, screen behind us, I'd say we don't. It takes about a month. <laughs> can, before, we, can we see the black screen? Yeah, let me show you. No. So, let's look this at, is, let's uh, take a look at the, at the chart back here. If you can't can see the chart at home, the, uh, you should get your I, know, I, I want a take shot of the screen. Four. There we go. Take the, take the screen. Four. There we go. See? Yeah, maybe get a close-up of the screen, because we just can't... See? People don't okay. understand no, how important I'm, I'm that is. I'm not the screen. This is a screen right there. Right. No, oh. not me. No, not Pat. That the is a screen. The screen. This, take this. Jeez. Okay. Um, let's see if we can uh, go to the... We're making, uh, well, hold on. We're making a joke about mm-hmm. how the screen is blank. So we were asking you to, 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 to take the take screen. Take a shot of the so screen. make the joke. We know the monitor is dead. That's the joke we're making. <laughs> yes. We're asking you to show it so that we can make the joke about the monitor being... There we go. Uh, there but, uh, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, sometimes you'd have to explain wow. long jokes like that. They're not working. You know, it. if it takes that long <laughs> to get the camera shot on the blank screen, it probably wasn't worth doing. No, but we you tried. Know what I mean? We did try. But we did try. So wait. So my point. Just go a little bit further on this. The 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 chart that we showed uh, a couple weeks ago shows basically that it takes about a month for the convention bounce to fully go away. Has it been? Um, it's not quite that? Not quite. I think it's been about three weeks. Okay. So I would say that there could be Because <laughs> his bump went away very quickly. But that's what the poll, that's what the, that's that's what what the happens, trend though, happens. Because, yeah. Republican convention, the first convention happens, you get a bounce <clears throat> to that side. The next convention happens, it bounces so this, all the way back the to the other side. last convention lasts a month, usually. About a month. Okay. Whether it's Democrat or Republican. It's just the second one. Um, and by the time we get to the debate, that shows, man, you want to be second, right? Yeah. It shows you, you, oh, you yeah. want to be the second convention. We do have a chart that showed that, right? We do. Yes, we do yeah. have a chart. Yeah. I, I have do you have a chart? Can we see the chart? Is it possible to? Oh wait! Oh, oh look! No, we can't. <laughs> the TV is. <laughs> Let's go through that again. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, all right. So, anyway, I play. that's a long, long story short. Is yeah. uh, and I'm sorry. I keep uh, we keep going off on the joke, but just to summarize, I think the national polls have tightened a little bit. The the okay. state polling is not showing that yet. Mm. However, I think it will. I think you're going to see. <clears throat> I think probably at least one, if not two, runs to, for Trump that he maybe even draws even before this thing is over. So the idea that this is over now, I don't think is even close to true. I think it's. I think Trump still has a. 40% chance of winning this thing. However, if you look, you know, look at baseball, the last place team is a, wins 40% of their games. Right. So it's like, I'm not saying it's a good chance per se. I still think I, I'm more optimistic on Trump than almost every pollster well, is. There, there, I mean, there but, are times that both these candidates appear to be doing everything they can to lose to the lose, race. To lose, right. And, and yeah. absolutely we keep saying, and, and this can happen either way, by the way. We keep saying, well, what happens when Trump... Uh, has something, or, or Clinton has something really bad because these emails, Trump might be able to pull close. The same thing can happen to Trump, by the way. Yep. Trump has all sorts of shady stuff that we don't know about yet. And any of that could come out at any time, too, which might make Clinton win by 12. But I think it could go either way. I think it, it, Trump winning is probably a 30 to 40 percent chance. And Clinton landslide is probably a 30, 40 percent chance. It's the freaking race to the bottom. It really is. That's, that's what this thing is. It's the race. To, it's the two worst candidates in the history of mankind racing to the bottom. And who can get there before the other one? Right. Uh, and the one just above the bottom is the one who will be president that's of the United States. And, and we, it's we, really we bad. keep searching through other options and having yeah. issues with and, them. And, and they're all bad. That. They're all bad. It's bizarre. I mean, it's a bizarre. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. So you might want to get prepared. I don't know. You know, maybe something bad could happen nah. sometime. I don't know. I doubt it. It's, uh, I doubt it, too. But Everything like, is beautiful. Look at this. Louisiana. Okay. Ah, Huge flooding. Uh, there's probably not a lot of grocery stores open right now in the flooded areas. You might want to have some food on hand for a few days so that you can feed your family. And there's a great way to do that right now. Yeah, it's called My Patriot Supply, and you might be familiar with them. Uh, they offer $99 offer for uh, four weeks of food. So four weeks, not four days of food. I mean, four days of food for $99, Would depending be on where you get it, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, for four weeks? I mean, it's, it's unheard of. It's incredible. Um, and it uh, lasts for 25 years. So you don't have to buy it every year and refresh it and eat your way through it. You just you store it somewhere safe, uh, and, you know, again... It's easy. Yeah. Uh, even if you live in an, uh, in an apartment or you live uh, in, a, in a place, because I, you know, I talk to my friends, uh, you know, who, we used to work in New York, and all, everybody who was there. Not a lot of storage like, space. Look, I can't, I can't store yeah. food. Well, you can, first of all, you can definitely have a 72-hour kit. 
That everybody can have. But with, with the way my Patriot Supply does it, all you need is a quick closet, and you're going to get four weeks of food really easily. You don't need a lot of space, um, and that's important, especially when you're in a city. Yeah. What I love about it is, one of the many things, is you, you don't have to rotate it. You don't have to worry about the bull weevils. You don't have to worry about the giant containers that that store 80 pounds of wheat. It's just ridiculous. You can get rid of all that and just prepare uh, with theblaze.com. So go there right now. Prepare with theblaze.com or call my Patriot Supply at 888-411-5290 right now. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Triple eight seven two seven Beck Pat and Stu. Uh, Kellyanne Conway is the new campaign manager for Donald Trump. This is only the third in the last two months. It's not like he's going through one every day. I mean, you know, sometimes they last nearly a month. These campaign managers. I will say though, to be fair to the other side of the argument, who might say that there's a problem with that, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he did waver back and forth between. Uh, several of those campaign managers during those periods. So it's really, I mean, because it was really Lewandowski, then it was Manafort, then it was back to Lewandowski, then it was Manafort again, then it was back to Lewandowski again, yeah. then it was Manafort again, then it was Manafort, then it was now Bannon, and then it was Cal- Kelly and Conway. Um, Roger had, Ailes kind of figures into Roger all that, Ailes, too. Right, so, I mean, t- to say it's only three is a little unfair. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Stu. You, you are right, and we need that perspective. Thank you. You're uh, but Kellyanne seems to be... One of the more sane of the spokespeople slash campaign people we've seen involved with Trump. Right. She's kind Would of a standard I mean, Republican. Right. And not that she's type. great. No. But she seems to be somewhat sane, at least. Right. I, some of these guys, some of these people are stark raving mad. I mean, Katrina Pearson is absolutely out of her head, out of her skull crazy. She and stupid. I mean, like, but stupid. Uh, she'll say things like uh, Obama started, uh, he led us into war in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. He started the war in Afghanistan, which led to ISIS or whatever. Not caring about, not knowing the facts, I guess. I mean, I don't know how you say that on national TV and think you're going to get away with it. Or hold the gig. I mean, you know, I, I, when Katrina Pearson came on right. the Trump campaign... It's not a huge surprise. It was probably the best they could have done at that time. I mean, no one, you know, no at one thought time. no one thought Trump was going to win. But now he's the nominee. He's the nominee now. You can get anybody you want. You would you, think. You think, or at least a lot of people. You're, yeah. I mean, I think Trump being the nominee minimize. Like you're not getting. You know, Kevin Madden was uh, was Romney's main guy. Uh, he, very polished, smart guy. You'd, you'd recognize he looks kind of like Mitt Romney. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Um, and he, a really good spokesperson. I mean, you know, you need somebody very like that for this guy. I mean, you but he is like essentially that. never Trump. He's not coming on that bandwagon. Is he never Trump? Um, I, I believe he is, um, uh, or at least is not does not like Trump at all. And the issue, I think, is a lot of the people who are very good um, are going are not going to be part of this. They right. don't want to be part of it. Right. 
I'll tell you what the issue is, Stu, is that those people are part of losing campaigns. Trump's is a winning uh, hey, campaign. Hey, again, we will see. I mean, maybe that's true. But maybe maybe, I mean, maybe having people I mean, who can speak in complete sentences is a negative. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it is. I don't know. We're going to find out. We well, certainly are going to find Trump, out. Trump, uh, do you appreciate people who can speak in a complete sentence? I would say no. I'd say no. <laughs> Uh, but yesterday on CNN, uh, new campaign. See, this is a difficult job. I don't care how competent you are. It's a tough gig because he oh, changes yeah. all the time, including on his hallmark issue now, immigration. Check out uh, whether or not this is a flip flop. Let me play something from uh, what Mr. Trump has said previously. Listen to what he said back in November. You're going to have a deportation force, and you're going to do it humanely and expensively. Are they going to be ripped out of their homes? How? They're going back where they came. If they came from a certain country, they're going to be brought back to that country. Mm -hmm. That's the way it's supposed to be. So does Donald Trump still support that? A deportation force removing Mm -hmm. the 11 million or so undocumented immigrants? It's way more than that. What he supports, and if you go back to his convention speech a a month ago, Dana, Dana, what he supports Mm -hmm. is to make sure that we enforce the law that we are respectful of those Americans who are looking for well-paying jobs mm-hmm. and that we are fair and humane for those who live among us in this country. Among us. And so- as the weeks unfold, <laughs> as the weeks unfold, <laughs> he will lay out the specifics of that plan that he would implement as president of the United States. Will that plan include a deportation force, the kind that he Number two. Just, you just heard in that soundbite yeah. and that he talked about during the Republican primaries? Right. To be determined. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. What? To be determined. Why would it need to be determined? He ran on. He won the primary. It was already determined. He had determined it. That was. He has said it all along. (laughs) And this again, it's his hallmark issue. It is the issue that conservatives fell for from day one. They're like, oh, okay. He's really super strong in immigration. That's important to me. Uh, Right, Laura Ingram. I'm gonna jump (laughs) on that bandwagon. And now. Now, only now, at the end, do they understand the power of the dark side. And this guy who has no principles, no values, (laughs) no set in, he's not, he doesn't have a foundation. No, I mean, unbelievable. I have nothing left. I have nothing left to root for here. Okay, I got nothing left. I, I, my my soul is dead until November 7th or 8th. Okay. (laughs) So, right. but it, it, there right. is something. There's some for the people who have not the people who are like, oh gosh, I mean, I can't stand Hillary. I have to pull the. I, I, I gotcha. But the people who have been his big boosters this whole time, based threatening solely, our lives. Yeah, those people. And, and is that based who you're talking about? Solely on the idea that this guy was good on immigration. I just want to see He's going to build a wall, and he's going to make Mexico pay for it. I just want to see him go through the when because <laughs> I want to. I can't wait for it to public. It's going to happen. I mean, it there's is. no way he's building a wall. No, nope. I think everybody in this audience knows that nope. he's not going to even build the wall. However, to to watch them have to go through him becoming Jeb Bush on immigration policy, which is what he's has setting up now. Yep. To watch that happen and then watch all those same people make excuses about how wonderful it is. There will be something could, satisfying about it. When we couldn't support Marco Rubio because he was in the Gang of Eight. Of course, Donald Trump funded Gang of Eight. Uh, to see them have to squirm their way through that will give me the tiniest bit of enjoyment. Because it's happening. Yep. Uh, I can guarantee you it's coming. His own spokesperson won't even quali- uh, quantify or determined. guarantee his, uh, his own policies. 
phenomenal. I mean, and again, the quotes from this, uh, from again, and it's Univision. So you'd say, well, Univision's a bad source. Well, these are quotes from people in the meeting. So unless you think those people who are on record giving quotes about the meeting, those are the people you have problems with. But listen to some of these, Pat. I mean, this this is not, uh, again, this is not Univision. I'm not saying, well, Univision says this happened. Uh, These people that were, that are, in the meeting and have been confirmed that they were in the meeting. Okay, this is what they're saying about the meeting. I really liked that Trump acknowledged that there is a big problem with the 11 million people uh, who are here and that deporting them is neither possible nor humane. Holy cow. Okay, Uh, here's another one. Trump was very categorical in saying that he's seeking a fair immigration reform. He wants to listen to everyone and announce his conclusions in the coming days. Goes on. Hispanic le- uh, he told Hispanic leaders he would announce a plan to, quote, that, that, uh, to grant legal status that, quote, wouldn't be citizenship, but would allow them to be here without fear of deportation. And this is because he's behind 6620 in the Hispanic vote right now. Which is actually better than I think he'll actually do. Oh, I, I do too. I, mean, I believe it too. I mean, you know, yeah. Bush got in the 30s. Uh, Romney got in the mid 20s, I believe. Low 20s. I don't think Trump will hit 20 in that. I, I don't. But we'll see. Um, wow. I mean, obviously. Those are bad quotes. Those are real. I mean, that, that shows, that telegraphs that a big, a massive change in his policy is coming. Now, his campaign, it's coming. by his campaign, I mean Breitbart.com, has come out and said uh, that, no, no, it's the same thing. He hasn't changed anything. So what they're trying to do is play both sides. They're trying to tell Univision, hey, he's changing. And they're trying to tell Breitbart because they know people that go to Breitbart are going to believe anything at this point anyway. So they're saying, okay, well, let's just tell them nothing's changed, we swear. Um, and they're trying to get both sides, whether that works or not. Because, I mean, we've seen Trump tell uh, flip-flop on issues. He's now trying to flip and flop Simultaneously, however, if you talk about it, you're supporting Hillary, which is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. We're just trying to tell you this guy has lied to you from day one. Yep. Uh, And they're look. They're gonna. There's gonna be. We still got several months. You never thought. I I remember we did a thing. Remember that we did this on Facebook, Pat, and we did it on the air as well. Trump supporters, give us five things that Trump could do yes. to make you lose his support. And almost yeah. all of them included, oh, changing his, his, his words on deportations in the wall. They here almost all said that. And here, here we are. We are. Here at we least are. at He's the very beginning it. of it. Yep. And, I mean, he may, he may or may not admit it. I don't know. He might make a calculus at some point that, look, this doesn't make any sense for me to do. But once he's president, 100%. There's no chance... He builds the wall. No, no chance. Zero. We, Pat and I said we even gave him five percent or ten percent of the wall to not build. <laughs> right. Pat and I are both on this bandwagon. We said if Donald Trump builds a wall that covers ninety to ninety-five percent, even let's say ninety percent of of the uh, Mexican border, we will eat our underwear. <laughs> Um, and I guarantee <laughs> you us. he will not do it. We didn't even right. put it. I don't even think we. Oh, and I think we did throw in that Mexico was going to pay for. It. But I mean, I, I, I just I'm trying to keep. Uh, Right. I mean, Common we don't with our need initial. to throw that part. We probably in. don't need to. That but part is not happening. Period. Hmm. That part. There's no. There's zero percent chance that that part happens. Yep. 
Um, and again, we wouldn't be eating our underwear uh, or promising to if uh, we thought it would. Uh, again, very I, true. Uh, it's very true. Is there a chance? Well, you know what? Good. And if, if he actually builds a wall and solves illegal immigration, then we'll have one meal that's pretty bad, but we'll have solved illegal immigration. And, and we'll, we'll be happy, happy to, we'll be we'll happy be happy to eat to it. dine on our underwear yes. at that point. Which, by the way, I'm thinking smoothie is the best way uh, to go about it. You get it and you kind of blend it up. Don't uh, even need to plan it because it's not happening. Okay. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. What were you saying, Jeffy? You're uttering something. No, I was just uh, wanted to remind you that uh, Donald believe. Trump said, believe me. Okay. okay. Oh, that's well, right. Okay. Well, he uh, didn't say believe me. Wall, Did he say, right? yeah, but Trump? Because we haven't covered that today. <laughs> Back. We were just talking about uh, the Olympics again. Uh, uh, our USA basketball team did the job, both both men and women. Uh, the women won for the uh, how many straight times? Six six straight times? Is that right? I think it's six Olympics in a row. The women have won. Um, the women really did well in in this hey, Olympics. Unlike the men sprinters in the track and field, the women actually beat the Jamaicans a couple times in the relays. Men just couldn't do it. They just could not I saw get the, it done. I saw the highlight of the 4x100 relay, which is a great event. For the women? For the men. For the men. Um, and just, yeah. again, Usain Bolt at the I'm Just, just, just blew destroyed. away the he field. Lo- he looks like he's jogging. Uh, he does. He looks like he's jogging. He's so big and powerful. He's, his stride is so long that they said he covers the 100 meters in 33 strides or something, and it takes everybody else... <laughs> 42 or something like that. Wow. I mean, it, he's just, he's he's been unbeatable for eight years, and he proved it again. Uh, but the USA basketball, the men's team won in, you know, USA basketball fashion yesterday. They, they won the gold medal round, uh, gold medal game by 30 points. And again, that's without the top two MVP yes. candidates from the league playing. And many others that just many weren't, others, yeah. were I mean, too tired. I mean, I, there was somebody, I was looking at the, I caught, saw a highlight or two here or there, and, and like, there's a couple of players in there, you're just like, really? Like, they I know. the Olympic team? That's like, what I thought yesterday. They're serviceable when I NBA players, but yeah, I mean, they're I, okay. Come on. But it's not America's best. No. But we don't need America's best when we go to the Olympics. It, it's, it's very true. I mean, we really are a dominating force in that event. And it's, it's still hard to believe that we actually lost at one point. Um, and it's sure four. With, yeah. the, with the pro people, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like one thing to lose. 04 was college terrible. Yeah. I should was not have happened. It, it, it was, was just, a disaster. It was just a bad team structure, too. I mean, like, they had a lot of good players, but they didn't have anybody bad who could chemistry. shoot. Yeah, I mean, they, I remember Ray Allen, um, who, you know, obviously a great NBA player. And I can't remember if he, I, if he was left off that team or if he was hurt at the time. But I remember thinking uh, Ray Allen, maybe yeah, maybe I'm forgetting, remembering this correctly, but it was that type of person you needed. You needed guys that could just hit yeah. open threes. Yes. Um, and, and, and Ray Allen was certainly a much better player than that. Um, but, you know, you needed someone who would just hit open shots, and they just had, they had all athletes. They had great athletes on, those te- on that team, but just couldn't, and, uh, you and know, and no consistent And that's especially shooters. true because the international game is just different, you oh. know. It's just, it's different than the uh, than the NBA and and especially at that time I think I think they were still doing two halves in the you know instead of four quarters oh really uh, back then plus 
the rules are a little bit different. You, you can be a little more aggressive. There's there's some other differences in the international game that makes it a little bit more complicated for the Americans. But they should overcome that. You know, with the right team chemistry, they should overcome it. And and we have. And uh, and the women won in women's basketball. So we got the uh, double gold there, which was kind of cool. Now for the for the big scandal that everybody's been talking about and has received six times the network coverage that the Iranian hostage uh, situation, the ransom we paid, the $400 million ransom <laughs> to get the hostages back, it's received six times the coverage, um, but kind of understandable because Americans are interested in this stuff. We're, we're interested when ugly Americans act stupidly in other countries, and, and it's just unfortunate because Ryan Lochte is one of the all-time highest, biggest medal winners uh, with 12 Olympic medals, not all of them gold. But uh, the guy's been a great athlete. He's just immature. And, um, you know, he's had issues in the past. He's, he's uh, an interesting character. Uh, he likes to party. Everybody pretty well knows that. And apparently at, at age 32, he's still doing it. And so this got him into a little bit of trouble. He and three of his swimming buddies went out and got drunk. Then they, for whatever reason, uh, vandalized a gas station. So a security guard comes out, points a gun at him. They extract a payment for the damage they did, which was 400 bucks, I believe. And the guys leave. Well, then, instead of just leaving it alone and probably getting away with all this and nobody would know about it, Lochte concocts a story that they were robbed at gunpoint. And then he defends it when he gets back to the U.S., Tells Matt Lauer on the phone, yeah, I stick to my story. That's all true. I can't believe they're trying to say I lied about it. And then it turns out he did lie about it. Yeah. So then he sat down with Matt Lauer uh, for another interview, and here's part of that. It's how you want to how you want to make it look like. Uh, whether you call it a robbery, whether you call it extortion or us paying on just for the damages like we don't know all we know is that there was a gun pointed in our direction and we were demanded to give money gunner in his statement to police said at some point someone who spoke english walked over and offered to help translate this altercation and he made it clear that this security guard was telling the four of you you need to pay for that stuff, that damage, before you can leave here, or I'm going to call the police. You understood that at that yeah. time, didn't you? Yeah, so then we had to give the money. At that point, you're striking a deal. You're striking a deal to pay for what damage you've caused so that he doesn't call the police, right. and this doesn't become a bigger incident. Isn't that, isn't that fair? We just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, Laura's talking to him like he's four. Right, well, because he's acted like he's yeah. four. Yeah. He's not acting like a 32-year-old man who's responsible for his actions. He's acting like he's four. Uh, and it's it's really too bad. I, mean, look, I don't think it's complete. Like, it's not uh, fair to say it was a, uh, a robbery at gunpoint. However, it's not. I don't think it's exactly right to say, well, you guys just struck a deal. I mean, look, they weren't going to let you leave and they were pointing a gun at you and they made you pay eight times what you offered. 
I mean, I, I think to say that they were like, we've got a situation here that we know we can take advantage of and get more money. Was it eight times? I think, yeah. I, well, Do we I, know that? I heard in the story that it was, and you, I, I thought you would know, but it was, I thought I they know. offered 50, and then, and then they said, no, we need more than 50, give us 400. So that's where I got eight times from. I think initially they actually offered So they're going to give them 50 bucks to yeah. pay for the damage. Supposedly they broke a door and they broke a uh, sign off of a wall. Uh, so that was fifty bucks worth of damage. They figured, and, but they insisted on four hundred. They wanted four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's kind of a holdup. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's I mean, not, a little bit. He obviously didn't tell the truth. I, and the reason why I'm kind of hesitant on this, I was I was mm. actually reading um, a former uh, a Blaze uh, employee and uh, current ESPN employee mm. Will Kane, uh, who was talking about this and saying, and I, I thought he had some good points, basically saying he definitely didn't tell the truth, but. What he said is closer than the tr- to the truth than what we're actually admitting. Uh, do you have uh, Will's you know, stuff by any chance? No, okay. I do not. I do not. But I will I say, love to say. I mean, maybe Will would come on and talk about but that. But I will maybe say he, that, that the first interview that he did about it mm-hmm. with uh, with Bush, yeah. with Billy Bush, that's the one that I wish I had actually just read the transcript of first. Yes. Because that's the one where he talked about. And the guy, uh, they pulled us over, they pulled out their guns, and they told right. the other their swimmers to get down on the ground. I mean, clearly they got true. down on the ground, but I refused. I was like, we didn't do anything wrong. So I'm not getting down on the ground. And the guy pulled out his gun, cocked it, put it to my forehead. And he said, get down. Right. I put out my hands and it was like, whatever. Okay. He I mean, definitely concocted a, a fake story to cover this. Obviously. Um, however, the story, it's not like this pure thing where like, you know, both sides are complete. You know, like their their side was perfect, and he his side. Right, is that's quite, that's true. It's a little more gray than that. Well, yeah, that take that's a break. True. But let yeah. me come back on the other side. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. There's a little more from him. Um, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little. Oh yeah. Dry. I mean, he's lost, lost his sponsor. Hey, yeah, who did he lose? Yeah, Speedo. Speedo. So how much? I'm gonna, gonna go ahead and go for that. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's play this real quick. This uh, Ryan Lochte, uh, Matt Lauer thing, uh, where he's talking about the tale he told. We were held. I mean, there was a gun pointed in our direction. We were all frightened. There it is right there. Um, and we wanted to get out of there as quick as possible. And the only way we knew is uh, this guy saying, you have to give him money. So this guy's 14 years old. Out. What I'm trying to get at is the 14. first version of the story you told, Ryan, was much more about the mean streets of Rio. Yeah. <laughs> and the version yeah. we're hearing now is much more about yeah. a negotiated settlement mm-hmm. to cover up some dumb behavior. And, mm. and that's why I'm taking full responsibility. For it, <laughs> no, you're is not. Because I over exaggerated that story. And if I'd never did, done that, uh-huh. we wouldn't be in this mess. That's true. Those guys would never be in Rio or were in Rio. Um, nothing, if you could have cried uh, right the, here, that would have made None of this would have happened, and mm-hmm. it was my mm-hmm. immature behavior. Yes, thank you. Uh, that is true. Now, if he would have broken down and wept openly as a man right there, <laughs> I think that would have been helpful. <laughs> would have sold it. He needs to contact he, Glenn. He can teach him how to. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. right. As you know, you've seen that video online. Right. He's putting Vicks under his eyes. Have you seen that video online? Fraud. 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 He's a fraud. 
Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Welcome back. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck. By the way, I retweeted at World of Stew the um, uh, Will Kane defense of Ryan Lochte. <laughs> oh, uh, I, you know, I, I actually saw him tweeting about it. I haven't heard his in, his full case, but I'm interested today. Will's a smart guy. I'd like to. He mm-hmm. can win me over on this point. I think. I feel like I'm winnable. Oh yeah, easily. I'm winnable. I want to yeah. believe the American swimmer me over the Russian or the uh, Brazilian gas station attendant. I, that's what I want. Yes, so, I mean, absolutely. He's, uh, I, he's, uh, the current is already going one way, and so I, I hope to be swept away with it. Okay, you so you're, you're already being swept down the uh, believing him I mean, stream? You know, the question is, you know, did he, he obviously lied. He obviously is wrong in this situation. Yeah. There's no question about it. The question is, is how wrong is he? I mean, is, this a, is, this a, is it really a, that big of a deal, or is it he just didn't tell the truth about a little bit of, you know, drunk violence one night, which, I mean, uh, drunk vandalism one night. Um, and that's kind of the end of the story. Is it, that, is it that much bigger than that? The story was that he, they broke a door. And it, apparently that's not being said now. Yeah, right? I mean, it's he, just the dumb sign on the back of the and it's like, building. Do you ever see, like, you know, a sign where you go to a school, right, on the outside of a school, and there'll be a, um, you know, hey, here are the events going on, you know, join this club and blah, blah, blah. And like it's like so it's like a, a marquee uh, sign or whatever. No, not even a marquee sign. Like a um, a, a bulletin board, right? Where you'd like put attack in a oh, piece of paper, okay. yeah. and then inside a plastic enclosure to protect oh, it from the right. weather, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What I the thing I saw was the plastic enclosure was cracked. Those bastards. That was what it was. Now again, that's not a four hundred dollar four hundred dollar deal. deal, right? That's a ten dollar thing, right? Uh, now, when you know you have expensive. an American swimmer and you've got a gun at him, and you got an American swimmer here that you know can pay, yeah, if they extorted four hundred dollars out like. of him for that, right? That almost is a robbery. I, that's kind of where I'm, I'm wondering, at least. I, that's why I want to hear the podcast. So go listen to it if you want. Wow. Sorry. After the show, obviously, you don't do it now, but after the show, you can go listen right. to Will. Uh, he you. is a podcast for ESPN. So I'm interested. I'm kind of pissed now. I'm kind of pissed. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the case. He lied. I know, but and I know Ryan Lochte is immature. He's he's adult. We've been watching him for a while. He's 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 a bit of adult. Yeah, he is. And and so a a decade of doltism kind of came to the surface here. (laughs) But you know, to be fair. If if this is true, where he he just cracked a sign, and then was extorted for four hundred American dollars in Brazil, yeah, that's wrong too. That that is almost a robbery. I, I can almost give him that. Yeah, and so I mean, you don't make up the story, and if you make up the story, you certainly don't go to the press and start giving interviews about the story. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes made here, and he tried to double down. I mean, he did an Anthony Weiner, essentially. Yeah, he did. Uh, Weiner, of course, uh, famously, after he was caught with a picture, kept saying, like, I wish that was me. Yeah. Oh, man, if I only had that incredible body. Like, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> By the way, oh, I've been meaning to tell you this, Pat. You're going to be so excited. The Weiner documentary mm-hmm. is apparently on iTunes now. No oh, way. I, I have not confirmed this myself, but that's oh, what I was told. I want to see that. We have to watch that and bring clips of you. I've heard yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I saw that he was he's speaking about it now. He thought, see, he said something like, uh, uh, I thought something, I thought it was going to be a different kind of movie. Yeah, he's complaining yeah, about it I now. I bet. He's complaining about it. And of oh, course, obviously, something else. Yeah. with Uma Abbott. Did you just search for Wiener and we, find Wiener on iTunes brought up a lot of things up. Hold on a second up. <laughs> just a second up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the point here is that yes, uh, it is actually, and that was another one of his excuses. Wiener, I got it. It's a funny name. Someone hacked in. They know my name right. is Wiener. <laughs> they, I, I, this guy. It's up. You it is. Oh, yeah. oh, I got it. I got to see that. Um, but anyway, you know, with with Uma Abedin in the news and obviously tied closely to the to the uh, Clinton campaign, they don't want this out there. So they're trying to say he was trying to shut it down, apparently, by saying, um, uh, well, I gave consent, but Uma didn't. And you showed her too much. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I mean, look, the movie's mm-hmm. out. So mm-hmm. I don't know why at this point you're fighting it. But. Uh, apparently did not show him in the most positive of lights. I I really want to see that. We we saw the the trailer what, yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah, a while ago. Six or eight months ago, maybe. Uh, six, eight months, something like that. I don't know why people don't say six or seven months ago. No, that's a why joke. is it six, eight We used months? to make fun of the glad. That's, that's a glad say, right? Is six, that where months. we all got that, yes. or is that yes. a common no, it's vernacular? No, it's six, eight months, six, eight years. <laughs> I only say six, eight months now, too. What was that, six, eight months ago? Yeah. I don't know why. It's so weird. Uh, it's really weird. We, and we made fun of Glenn for relentlessly yeah. over that for a long time. Because it was never six or eight months. It right. was never six or seven months. Right. It was never six, it was six seven eight months. months ago. Do so you six, remember it was uh, six, eight months ago? We know it was not seven months. It was six, eight months. <laughs> and we always used to make fun of him, and now we all do now, it. Could it have been 68 months ago? Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. No, that's, that's different. Uh, all right. Triple eight seven two seven back. Um, you know, every once in a while... Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Smart resurfaces with uh, further details from her ordeal. And I, you know, it was kind of interesting because when the ordeal actually occurred, what was that? Was that 2001 or two? It's been a while. Six, eight years ago. Right? Six, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was longer than that. And uh, and when it when she actually got back from that, there was no talk about it. I mean, they didn't want to share what, what she went through, and I don't blame them at all. And there there was no speculating, really. It just kind of got shut down, and we didn't sort of talk about it, and it kind of went away. Um, and then she resurfaced, and she had, you know, apparently there had been some healing, and she wanted to talk about the ordeal, and she wanted to share what she went through to help others, and now she's on the, the circuit where she goes and speaks, and she's a, a motivational speaker and a, a healing kind of a speaker. And now she's, uh, she's talking about uh, another aspect of her captivity, which w- apparently included pornography, leading to her captor uh, raping her more than he already did. Um, mm. Here's a look at what she had to say. So when I was 14, and I remember crawling into bed next to my younger sister and falling asleep. The next thing I remember hearing was a man's voice saying, I have a knife at your neck, don't make a sound, get up and come with me. I remember getting up and doing exactly as he said, because I didn't know if he'd been through my house already. I didn't know if he'd killed the rest of my family. The one thing I did know, though, was that my younger sister was still in bed next to me alive. He led me up behind my house, up into the mountains. I was brought into this campsite. It was very well stocked, very well hidden. And it was this man who had kidnapped me, and his wife was waiting for us there. I forgot the wife was there, too. The woman took me into the tent where she forced me to change the clothes I had on, and then she got up and left. And the next thing I knew, this man was in there telling me I was his wife and then raping me. Oh, Oh, man. Horrific. 
one of the worst stories of all time. Yeah, this guy was, um, I've worked in Salt Lake City a couple of different times. And um, in the 90s, in the late 90s, he was out on the street corner preaching all the time because uh, he was some kind of, he considered himself a prophet of some sort. He's certainly not Mormon, but I, I don't know what he thought he was. But he was out yelling at people as they walked by the, on the street all the time. And I worked downtown, and so I saw him all the time. Oh, you knew him? Like, I didn't I know, mean, him, know him personally, but, but I mean, like, you I knew s- of him. I knew of him. Everybody knew of him who worked downtown. Really? Yeah, he was like a, one of those sidewalk psychos. Right. Who, like, what happened in New York all the time, you'd pass yes. crazy people. Yeah. Every Super Bowl, I've said this before, every Super Bowl you go to, the same five or six people with big signs about how you're going to hell right. are on every street corner and they're all saying like with with the megaphones and it doesn't saying, really like, matter what city the super bowl's they in go, they're they there every single city every yeah. single time same big yeah. tall signs that they're holding up and they all say like you know they're not um the uh westboro baptist people so they're not like necess- uh, necessarily talking about um god hates uh, you know how they did, they right. tend to do, but it, it's all about like you you know you're going to hell. You can't enjoy football because uh, you know it's of the devil. They might um, even be more psycho than the Westboro in Baptist some ways. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know when we were in San Francisco, we saw. Uh, oh, we saw him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We oh, saw yeah. Uh, uh, all kinds of those people because we walked down the. Was it Embarcadero? I, I don't know. We were down at one of the main uh, by the pier, you know, in San yeah. Francisco. And uh, it was just loaded packed. with those people. It was just packed. There were people everywhere. It was the day before the Super Bowl, and uh, we were doing shoots all over this city. Mm-hmm. And so we got a chance to really walk by all kinds of them saying all kinds of different <laughs> it's things. It's interesting. I mean, we were going to hell for a lot of different things. Yes. I don't know if you're aware of that. They seem um, to be the only people who weren't going to hell. Yeah. And I, I don't know how they got their pass, but I want because that. they were pro foreskin. That's why. <laughs> that's that was that's one of them. <laughs> that's why. That's why they're not going to hell. They're pro foreskin. Pat. That was one of them. Circumcision wow. is of the devil, or and your title circumcision is, is evil, or uh, what was their deal on that? I mean, it was it was crazy. <laughs> they somehow, in the middle of him being pro foreskin, were able to switch the sign behind Jeffrey to say genital expert, <laughs> which he is. Yeah, well, I will say you which are. He Look, definitely you don't know a lot is. of things, but you know that. I'm uh, proud of that title. I'm good with that. All right, but here is uh, part two of Elizabeth Smart on her abduction. Then I remember he was kneeling above me and he had this piece of metal cable and he was wrapping it around my ankle and then crushing these bolts into place so that I couldn't escape. And that was the beginning of what turned into the longest nine months of my life. I bet. I'm not really a competitor with that nine-month period. So every no. time... When I thought I'd hit rock bottom, my captor would find something new to make it worse. And one of those times, I had been forced to drink alcohol, and I had thrown up, and then I'd passed out face down. And I woke up the next morning, and my face and my hair were still all crusted to the ground, covered in vomit. And I remember at that point just feeling like, how can you get any lower than this? Jeez. This is a 14-year-old girl going through this ordeal, by the way. I mean... And she seems remarkably well-adjusted yes, afterwards. She sure does. I mean, she, you know, which is incredible. Because, I mean, your life could spiral out of control really easily after something like this. Big time. And it seems to be the opposite with her. I mean, she's, you know, able to speak out on these things and, and try to... 
uh, influence the culture to the positive. Yeah. Um, which is what she's doing here. Uh, here's uh, part three. It was just a few days later that my captor was really excited and really kind of amped up about something. And he said, oh, you know, I, I have something and, and I'm going to show it to you and you have to look at it. You have to look at it. And then I remember he pulled out this magazine full of hardcore pornography. And I remember he would just sit and look at it and stare at it. And he'd just talk about these women. And then when he was done, he would turn and he'd look at me. And he'd be like, now we're going to do this. It just led to him raping me more, more than he already did, which was a lot. Mm. Looking at pornography wasn't enough for him. Having sex with his wife after looking at pornography, it wasn't enough for him. And then it led him to finally going out and kidnapping me. He just always wanted more. I can't say that he would not have gone out and kidnapped me had he not looked at pornography. Uh, All I know is that Pornography made my living hell worse. That's pretty gut-wrenching. Yeah. Uh, and here's, uh, here's the uh, fourth part of her describing this ordeal. Actually, the following morning after I was rescued, my mom gave me a piece of advice that really changed my life forever. And she said to me, Elizabeth, what these people have done to you is so terrible. And you may never feel like restitution is made, but the best punishment that you could ever give them is to be happy. And that advice has helped make me who I am today. to become an advocate for abuse prevention, an advocate against pornography. I witnessed firsthand just how damaging it is. When I take a step back and I look at my life as a whole, I have had a pretty incredible, wonderful life, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm happy now, and I, I couldn't imagine my life any different from how it is now. Unbelievable story. Yeah, uh, they're talking about unbelievable. The uh, research has shown uh, the effects of pornography, and the website is fightthenewdrug.org. I mean, it w- so what happened mm. with this uh, guy? He was. Uh, I mean, he's in prison now uh, for hopefully I think he's all in time. The loony bin. Uh, okay. If I remember right, he was found incompetent uh, to stand trial, and I think placed in an insane, you know, asylum. Uh, for lack of a better term, I, I, I we'll have to look that up because I can't I can't remember exactly, but I I'm pretty sure he was he was uh, ruled incompetent for trial. Uh, seriously disturbed, obviously, guy. And um, I remember back over those nine months, just thinking there's no chance she's alive. You remember that? I mean, oh yeah. I I think virtually everybody but her family had given up hope that oh, yeah. she would ever be found alive and in one piece. 
And it was just what a miracle to find out that she was alive. Certainly not okay at that point. Right. And see, to make a point that we've made a million other ways, but it's, it's an interesting thing to think about in this time. So often we hear about um, you, you wouldn't want to live through something. Um, you wouldn't want to, um, you know, that life isn't worth it. The quality of life isn't worth it. I right. wouldn't want to go want to go through that right. ordeal. If I'm ever in that, like, get rid of me. I don't, here's a here's a woman, a girl who went through the worst nine months basically anybody can imagine. Mm-hmm. It was even after that though, because you would think in the middle, probably six months into that, I was thinking, God, I hope she is dead. You know, I hope, yeah. God forbid she's still alive right. having been tortured by somebody. Right. You'd think that way. But in reality, you see now, years later, the difference that it makes and how, how life is important. Right. I mean, we talk about it with abortion. We talk about it with, um, with uh, uh, assisted suicide. Who are um, we to determine quality of life? Yeah. We talk about it with, uh, with disabilities. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's the your life is worth something. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. to see this, to see her now as a well-adjusted advocate for things that are really positive in the world. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Super strong individual. Awesome. By the way, he was initially incarcerated in psych- criminal psychiatric custody okay. for six years. Which is what, yeah, what, what took so long for the trial. And then they tried him and convicted him. And so now he's in federal prison. Two life terms. Two life terms. Oh, good. Good. And so, the wife, the wife was uh, uh, took a plea deal for fifteen years. That's not enough. Or the wife, the, no. the woman, she the was woman. In on in it, right? I don't know that yeah, she's she the was. wife. It doesn't say in this story that she was actually the wife well, that Elizabeth called her. But no, right, she, she, she's the person that Elizabeth is referring to, though. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and how probably, sick yeah. is that for her to go along with that? Holy cow! Triple eight seven two seven back. More. I don't think that's too. enough either. No, it's not enough. Not enough. Because she's just as much in on it. Not nearly enough. Yeah, right. Did the uh, Jeffy open? Uh, Jeffy, uh, as you may know, you listen to this show every day. Jeffy uh, prepares a lengthy list of stories that he finds to be important. Yeah, and we're additional super, to. super interested in it because, as the jingle points out, um, here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> oh, he put something together here. Yeah. Actually, uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, the city of uh, Seattle and how they put together a uh, white fragility class uh, that uh, is important. And I think it's coming to a city near you uh, at any time. And it's about how fragile white people are? Uh, that's or? correct. I mean, it's white fragility. And you're, in the class, you're going to learn to acknowledge the historic and current power differentials between people based on their racial groups to which they belong. Okay. You're going to be able to address the patterns of interaction that develop due to the dynamics of racial socialization. Beautiful. And we're just going to provide perspectives and skills for white Mm -hmm. people to create more racially norms and practices. White people are the worst. When white people are challenged in cross-racial interactions, white fragility triggers a range of defensive moves, including... Mm -hmm. 
Argumentation. But not limited to. Invalidation. Right. Silence. Yeah. Withdrawal and claims of being attacked and unsafe. While these moves are effective at blocking the challenge and regaining a perception of racial equilibrium, they are also damaging to people of color and prevent white people from developing the skills needed to create a racially just society. Holy crap. There is nothing we can do to do, uh, have the perception that we're okay in this society. If you're There's silent, absolutely you're racist. If, if you're, you're not silent, yep. you're racist. You say anything, if, you defend yourself, you can't do any of by it. By the way, you can't. Uh, this list... Uh, of uh, argumentation, invalidation, silence, withdrawal, claims of being attacked and unsafe. Uh, that's the same as Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Uh, it's, the same, it's the same thing. That's all they do. I mean, it's agonizing. But the class is sold out in Seattle. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, yeah, so, and they're looking at, look, it's possible. we could. It's uh, The class only costs $60 a student. So and, you, get uh, to, you get to spend 60 bucks. To find out what an awful person you are because you're white? Uh, you, well, you get, the, you get to find out uh, the inability uh, for white people to tolerate racial stress. By all that is holy. What, what a nightmare we're and in. And we, for free, by the way, uh, tell Jeffy all the time how terrible a person he is. We should charge him 60 bucks a day. Listen, and if, there's, you know? if there's sufficient interest, uh, the city you know, are going to offer the course again. Oh, good. <laughs> so oh. you have an opportunity to catch good. it. If it's not, hopefully there's, you know... Sufficient interest. Can you imagine if this was about uh, blacks? I mean, it, holy if, crap! Oh, can you imagine the outrage? Say that same thing, except put black into. I know. Yeah. No, That's I, I mean, seriously, I want to hear what it sounds like. <clears throat> oh, by the way, monitor this. No, no in all seriousness, just I, when black people are challenged in cross-racial interactions, mm-hmm. white fragility triggers. No, no, black, I'm sorry. black fragility fragile. triggers a range of defensive mm-hmm. moves, including, like I said, Black Lives Matter, argumentation, invalidation, mm-hmm. silence, withdrawal, right. claims of being attacked and unsafe. Right. While these moves are effective at blocking the challenge and regaining a perception of racial equilibrium, they're also damaging to people. They're also uh, damaging, they're damaging to, to white, white people. people and prevent yeah. black people from developing the skills needed to create a racially just society. Can I, oh my you God. imagine preventing black people from developing the skills like they need like skills it's to get through life? Like yeah. Yeah. some mm-hmm. skill needs to be bred into us or something. I mean, we might be able Holy to be cow. lucky enough to get the doctor who's giving the class. Uh, you know, if we're not going to run it, you know, if we're not going to have another class mm-hmm. in Seattle. I mean, maybe Dr. Robin D'Angelo. Uh, can show she's written two other books uh, related on race. So one is titled "What Does It Mean to Be White?" Is this, Developing White Racial what Literacy. Is, is this a white person like a self yes. self loathing yeah. white? And person? the other is called "Is Everyone Really Equal?" An introduction to key concepts in critical social people? justice education. I mean, we make this point, but I mean, we made the same point uh, when we uh, talked about um, what you have here is a typical black person. Yes, who. Uh, you know, yeah. has had these relations bred into them. Uh, remember, if, you, if <laughs> that, the would that if person a white have candidate become had president? That, absolutely not. Not in a million years. However, Barack Obama got away with it. Right. Uh, he said the exact opposite and got away with it. And yeah. by the way, this is a guy who's half white. Um, so half they would have all focused on the white side if it was a Republican. Better believe um, it. However, no. Uh, in this particular case, he's president of the United States for two terms. Uh, it's just um, it's. <laughs> <sighs> It's uh, it's unbelievable. All right, what else you got? Uh, one quick story on uh, another uh, another Olympic story. Okay. For you. Okay. And I'm, I'm I love little, the Olympics. I'm a little pissed. Can't get enough I'm of it. A little it. pissed because it's almost like Christmas the, season ended for me in the Olympic uh, Village. Night. Yes. They had a McDonald's there. 
Okay. And when the Olympic Village opened, McDonald's said, hey, you know, for the play, for the Olympians and the coaches, <clears throat> it's free. Come and get what you want. Really? Then wow. people were eating too much. McDonald's mm-hmm. said, whoa, you can't have all that you want. Uh, 20 items per person at a time. That's it. 20 per person? <laughs> 20 a bunch of items? Coming in? <laughs> were you there or did a you travel? A single person could only order 20. That was the cap they put on. <laughs> that seems like a pretty reasonable cap. <laughs> Those bastards. And so are people pissed about that? The 20 item limit? I think they were a little upset. Yeah, They were like, well, at one time <laughs> we could get what, all we wanted. And now you're telling us now we, I can only come in here and order 20 items at a time? You bastard. Let me ask you this, Jeffy. Is this, is, what, is this what you've meant this entire time by athletically overweight? Like you eat like Michael Phelps, you just don't do the athletics part? <laughs> that hurts, too. Is it true, though? That hurts. I know it hurts, but is it true? <laughs> <laughs> is it interesting? Because, uh, I mean, these athletes do eat. Yes, they do. Um, and we talked about this before Absolutely. where oh. guys who are like offensive linemen will oh. go, oh. and if they don't watch it, man, they leave the NFL and what they're big guys in the NFL. And then they leave, they but continue I mean, they, to eat yeah, like they, that. I mean, they force you to be big guys in the yeah. NFL. I mean, they make, I mean, my yeah. son, for example, I mean, he, they expected him to be 315 pounds or more. I mean, if, and he had to fight to keep that. Right. And so when he, since he's left, he's better shaped than ever, probably. Because yeah, well, that's he, what happens to the, you know, it's in the family, Stu. You know, when we stop what, playing. What, what yeah. family? <laughs> <laughs> like, not, I, I don't you know what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's, it's, it, it can happen. Yeah, it's and, no and kidding. We had um, uh, someone on the air a long time ago. Uh, Dan, who used to work here, and he uh, tried to eat the Michael oh, yeah, Phelps, the Phelps diet. diet. That's right. Wasn't it during? Was it ten thousand? Ten thousand calories in one show. I was show. just thinking about this the other day. And he was yeah. like, "Oh, I could eat ten thousand calories. I sure, mean, that's not a lot." Uh, you know, I mean, again, I, that's a ton. He's a thin guy. That's too, about five and, times the normal diet. About five for the whole times, day. almost. For and the we whole tried day. to do it. He said yeah. he could do it in one in one show. No, right? Yeah, you no, you can't. Do I think he got maybe to like. Four or five thousand. I mean, that's a lot. In one that's still show. a lot. Yeah, and you have to, there's it's, still a lot. It's all about finding the the right combination. Yes. What he always said killed him on it was he went for a milkshake, thinking there's a lot of calories and I can drink it, mm-hmm. but it just hits your stomach and, and sits down. Done. Milkshake and you're done. Too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Fills up too much space. Yeah, I don't know what the right thing is. I don't either, but uh, it's not a milkshake. Like fried rice, maybe? Something like that, where it's like a lot of calories, but like it feels like you could eat a lot of rice. <laughs> yeah. You know? I just wouldn't want to. Yeah. You know? No, I know. That would you're be trying, very again, unsatisfying. This is science. But <laughs> I, it's science, but you want to be satisfied. So what would science. you go with? You're trying to eat 10,000 calories in a I, day. Steak. Yeah, sausage, some kind of calories. sausage. It needs to be something like fried. Some kind of sausage fried up. You might be able to do sausage some, might do be, some damage might for be a little bit. might be an interesting answer there. Hamburgers are really high in calories. Yeah, they are. But not, I mean, I, I mean a quarter pound of cheese. Day, a quarter pound with cheese is, I think, 600 <clears throat> calories maybe. So, I mean, you're talking about Yeah, 15? I'm not talking about those puny McDonald's. Yeah, 15 of those in a day, sure. I mean, something equal to that, equivalent to that? 15 yeah. quarter pounders in yeah. a day? There's 24 no. hours in a day, Stu. That's a lot. Now, we I mean, tried to do it, again, we tried to do it in three hours, which was not happening. Right. A lot of food. And that's a lot of food, man. I, I don't think people realize. I, I would think Phelps eats I think more protein than carbs and probably limits the intake of sugar. And 
You know, there's yeah. got to be some sort of formula so. his, that he uses. Now, his there? diet was crazy. I mean, is his uh, diet... He, this was before. This was pre-Michael Phelps 2016 Olympics. Yeah. Tr- yeah. Getting ready, though. But is it is it anything goes? I mean, this, was before, this is before intake? he discovered cupping. And, <laughs> That's uh, true. You know, right. put him over the top. Right. Um, all right, Michael Phelps diet. It can go. be bad. Calories? August 13th, 2008. So this yeah. is how long oh, ago this was. a long time ago. Um, oh, it was, sorry, it was 12,000 calories. Wow. wow. Typical menu. Breakfast. Wow. Three fried fried egg sandwiches loaded with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, fried onions, and mayonnaise. Fried onions and mayonnaise. Two cups of coffee. One five-egg omelet on top of three fried egg sandwiches he's already eaten. One bowl of grits. Three slices of French toast topped with powdered sugar. And three chocolate chip pancakes. My so that's gosh. one, two, three... Uh, four, five, six, seven breakfasts. I mean, how? seven legit breakfasts. How seriously? How would you eat all that? I mean, we can eat a lot. I can't There's even no come close. Way I could get through that. No. Um, lunch: one pound of enriched pasta. A pound of pasta is a good healthy meal. You could get a pound yeah. of pasta down though. Yeah. Two large ham and cheese sandwiches with mayo on white bread. I can't do the mayo. Why did I hate the mayo? And then energy drinks. So you're taking, like, not the diet monster, but a regular right. monster or Red Bull or something. A thousand calories there. Uh, for dinner, one pound of pasta. So okay. not the carb thing is not. He's obviously not he's watching He's obviously carbs. not. One of the things that we need to remember, too, is that between these meals that you're reading, um, mm. he's not sitting down and watching Netflix. He's not? Well, no. He could be watching Netflix. I mean, he, just... he may be watching Netflix, but he's actually... Being athletic? He's watching it from inside the pool. When <laughs> yeah, he's watching. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's <laughs> so, uh, for dinner, a pound of pasta again. He's already yeah, doing okay. another pound. And, and what then else? An entire pizza. Yeah. All right. Now, you're talking uh, eight slices. I, I couldn't eat yeah. an entire oh. pizza. And, and, I mean, I could eat an entire pizza, I think, pizza. in the right mode. Jeffy definitely could. Oh. But not with a pound but of pasta, But not after a pound too. of pasta, too. Um, and, and then wow. more energy drinks, it says, which is weird at dinner, I guess. Yeah, so really. that's 12,000 calories? Just that? Yeah, I mean, you figure... Um, you wow. know, a pound of pasta is, I mean, probably a couple thousand by itself. A, a whole pizza sounds is a like, couple thousand Sounds by like breakfast is, it's kind of uh, top-heavy there, huh? Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you figure an egg and cheese sandwich is probably... You can uh, get close to a thousand just that. For, yeah. you know, with mayonnaise yeah, and fried onions, you're probably 500, 600. Um, then you get, and he's eating three of those. So you're at yeah. basically 2,000 calories, 2,000 then a five-egg omelet, you're probably another five, six hundred at least there, depending on what's in the omelet. A bowl of grits is another four or five hundred calories, probably. Three slices of French toast, you know, again, you're at another seven or eight hundred there. And you, especially uh, if you add syrup and, and three butter. 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 Butter is most important. Three with a lot chocolate of those chip things, pancakes, yeah. too. Come I mean, on now. That's and that a lot. is a freaking that's hefty a three, meal. That's a three, thirty-five hundred calorie breakfast. At least, but again, right? you're not, you're not, you're a third of the way there. That is that's hard, amazing. man. That is hard work. Wow. I mean, and you know, you figure an entire pizza. Which I think the average, you know, large-esque male yeah. could, in, in the oh, yes, right absolutely. conditions, down a whole pizza. Yeah. Like, depending and, on and how have. thick it was. And have. I know it's a surprise, but and have. What was I, that? Did you, I and have. No, I think I probably have, too, on that one. I mean, in my life, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, but, like, I remember one time um, I was home alone. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> all these stories start that way, don't they? <laughs> and so I'm home alone, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, I you know. I never thought it would happen to me. I, <laughs> there was no uh, well, I get a ring at the doorbell. <laughs> Ding dong! Hi, it's me from Pizza Hut. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to order Pizza Hut because. Who eats Pizza Hut, right? Like, right. I, I mean, I feel like I ate Pizza Hut a lot when I was in like, high school, and I haven't had Pizza Hut in a long time. So I'm like, I'm going to order mass amounts of Pizza Hut. So I go on there and I order a pizza and I obviously you got to get breadsticks. So I order breadsticks. Obviously. And I obviously ordered uh, some sort of whatever dessert they had. And I'm about to click checkout. And, I, and then I see uh, a, a new offer from Pizza Hut. And this is several years ago when the, the pastas came out of the market for the first time. Pizza Hut pastas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was Pizza Hut. Or it could have been Domino's. But it was Pizza Hut. Was, I think it was Pizza Hut pasta. And so they had like the... Alfredo pasta with cheesy stuff, and it It'd looks so good in the picture. Like, they went through all the development process to come up with this, and, <laughs> and I'm not going to try it. Menu. it. Right, right, exactly. That'd be rude. And they shipped it to all of these stores all across the country. What am I going to not order it? So I ordered it, and I remember <laughs> it coming and having breadsticks, a whole pizza, mm -hmm. a pasta, sure. and a dessert for myself. Okay. I mean, I didn't even come close to fifty percent of that. Not even close. And all I wanted to do that night was eat. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like you'd eat like two or three breadsticks, and all of a sudden you're like, all right, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, the breadsticks were a mistake. You eat two or three pieces of pizza, you're full at yeah, that point. Yeah, and I haven't yeah. even touched the other yeah, stuff. Then sure. you start pounding more. I want to try that pasta. You get halfway through the pasta, I mean, you're done. You're done. And you're, maybe you get a little bit of the dessert because, you know, it's there. Right. <laughs> but that's a hard meal, and that's not even close to one of his meals. Sounds to me, Stu, like your eyes were bigger than your stomach. They that day. were. <laughs> True. Right? Yes, they were. Sounds right? like someone's yeah. got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> this is right on that front there. All right, more pads right. stew coming up in a minute. <laughs> your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Well, that's true, Pat. Thank you for pointing it out. Jim Dingle program back in just a second. <laughs> Seven two seven back. Pat and Stu. First day of school in the uh, DFW Metroplex for the most part. That's what it is. So be careful of uh, school buses out there. Remember, remember the the speed limit in a school zone is twenty miles an hour. Get down, every kiddos get out and off the bus. All right. Mm. Uh, don't pass the school bus if it's stopped or something. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Daily Mail is getting into the back to school spirit. And what I love about back to school is it means uh, fall is coming, and it means football the is just National about here. Football league or uh, college or football, the NCAA, which I'm which is very fine. very excited about. I, and I like college; very, very I can deal with it. But the the fact that this coming Sunday mm -hmm. is going to be two weeks away from the start of the NFL. This coming Sunday, so this will be. Uh, this will be preseason game what three? Is this so? This is the third one where everybody this is the big actually, one. They, yeah. they actually play right, like the starters play. Because no, I mean, I, you know, the Eagle. I was watching the Eagles game too, which which featured I would say two drives from their starting offense and three drives from their starting defense. Kind of a waste, roughly. But, yeah. And that's game two. It used to be that like 
Game one, you'd see about that level of participation. Game two and three were pretty much full games yeah. uh, with yeah. with the starters, so except for maybe the fourth quarter. And then game four was the one game where nothing happened. Like, right. you know, it was all like, you know, 12 right. stringers. Um, They're almost all like that now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, three out of the four games are like, we're nothing. And I, I think most of the time, like even in game three, you'll see maybe a half. Maybe a little longer than a half from the start. Can't, can't afford it, man. I don't even know why they do it anymore. If I know. They can't, I makes, know. The players are in so much better shape. And I mean, spring, these spring training games were supposed to be when they were getting in shape to play. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think, too, like the problem, you know, and, you know, the Eagles um, changed coaches, as you may uh, know, this team right here, the America's team, mm, uh, changed, uh, changed uh, uh, coaches this year and, and implemented uh, tougher practices. Mm-hmm. And like there's sort of the so the talk around the Eagles and, and sort of around the league is that they now have the all the full hitting, which they didn't used to have. Because uh, with Chip Kelly, who was the coach, who's now San Francisco's yeah. coach, was very much like no contact at all. Like, we'll go out there, run the plays, run yeah. them a lot, and then that's it. Mm. Where now it's like t- full tacklings going on in their practices. And there hasn't been yeah. a huge you know, slew of in- injuries, but like, yeah. you know when one happens, the coach is going to be destroyed for having these practices. Yeah. Yes. And of course, if nothing happens, no one's going to notice. No one's going to say anything. Right. But until, until that one person gets hurt. On top of which, the complaint is going to end up being that, uh, you know, the season is so long now as it is yeah. that you, there's no way you get through the season without playing hurt. Right. So by that, you know, you don't want to be hurt starting the season. Right. And that's true. Not to mention the, the latest negotiation between the union and, and the league has it so like they basically can't do anything. Like their practices can only be nine steps like that. It's like, <laughs> it essentially says that. Uh, so they had to change a lot of this stuff um, over the past few years anyway to shorten practices. Right. The, the, the schedule shorter. Um, you know how how many plays, how how long they can be on the field is shorter. I mean, it can. It's very difficult to get these guys ready for the real season. And now that they're not playing in the games either. There's really no point in mm-hmm. which before game one they actually go through a normal football play. Right. Um, so it's it's. I think a, a challenging thing for for teams, and and while it used to, you know players used to get beat up back in the day, as, as like Bronco Nagurski, um, <laughs> that attitude though we always we make fun of from NFL films. Well, that is attitude like, wasn't spring training, my friend. No, that was that was for the regular season. Yeah. No, I know, but they those guys lived and breathed toughness. They, yes, um, and yes, these they guys did. now, are, yes, I mean, they, they are really tough. They're There's no doubt now. about it. But they they, they don't have to go through that now. It's until on the not so frozen <laughs> tundra of the domed stadium, <laughs> a hangnail prevented him from coming out for the second half. <laughs> it is very much that at this point. Um, so yeah, we're getting close to that. Yeah, I'm very excited. We, we about are. It. Despite the Eagles are going to go probably two and fourteen, I'm still excited about it. Uh, you know, hope springs eternal for football fans. It does. At least it does for me. Every year, yep. I think BYU is going unbeaten, and so are the Packers. Believe me, I'm aware of, of the fact yes, that you I know think you are. That. Uh, I know you are. And every and, year uh, we uh, we do. And we hopefully will find out uh, BYU will be joining the Big Twelve. Yes, we next, hopefully in the, will in the next couple hopefully of months. So. I have I have more hope now than I did three weeks ago when that whole I know transgender LBGTV thing happened because uh, usually that shuts it down. And it's over. Forget it. But. Well, they weathered that pretty good. Shh, seems to have calmed down a little bit. Shh, Until this show, where you yes. just brought it back up. <laughs> Shh, don't say anything. What, what were we supposed to talk about? 
Uh, but where I was going with this is it's back to school, and uh, the Daily Mail has uh, a mother's hilarious photo. So you know it's hilarious oh because boy. it's right in the headline mm-hmm. oh where it boy. says it's a hilarious photo showing her daughter and son reacting very differently to the start of school. There it is. There's there's the daughter. <laughs> I'm guessing I don't want to stereotype here, but I'm thinking that's the daughter. Why? Uh, I don't why know. Do you, why do you are you and then, gender normative standards? Or, yes. Okay. I'm being right. a little bit. Wow. Prejudice. I cannot believe right this. now. I and cannot believe this is happening. A little gender specific. Prejudice. You call it. I and, call it hate. And then the little boy uh, is not excited. See him in the background <laughs> yeah, that there? That is pretty cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Now, if that happened at your house, you would definitely Photoshop. I mean, you would take a photo of that. You yes. would post that somewhere, would, right? Yes, well, someone in the cute. house would. It's cute. It's cute. All right, and so is the fact that we have another break here. Oh, and we have spoons on the other side of it. Oh, uh, wait, what? Uh, the taste test uh, over 20 years in the making. Okay. We will do that in just a moment here on the Patents Do Show. Wow. Uh-huh. 20 years, Jeff. In the making. <laughs> 20 years! Of the frozen Rope. tundra of Studio 19. The Warriors took to the floor. All right, we have uh, only four minutes here, Pat, to oh, uh, no. do uh, Spoon. So let me tell you the story. I, mean, I think maybe we, we have a couple products here we're going to try later this week. Um, prime rib potato chips. Oh, I want to try those uh, right now. Yeah. I think we'll we try should those try later right in the week. Yeah, and then we also have Mentos caramel. Oh, that call? Oh, let's try oh we've got to try those no. right now. Let's try those Why right are we going to try them now? We only have three minutes before this segment's over and we have to do Crystal Pepsi. Why did you bring those out if we're not going to try them? But because, I, because I didn't realize how close we were on time. We'll do it tomorrow. Oh, so how long does it take to take a sip of that? It's going to take 30 seconds. Well, I was going to tell you the story about Crystal Pepsi. For example, this Crystal Pepsi right here. Here's an original Crystal Pepsi can okay. uh, from the mid the 90s when it came out. Um, and actually inside of it is actual still Thank Crystal you. Pepsi. About this much of it is still filled with real old Crystal Pepsi. Please I bought this off of eBay or got it off of eBay a while ago because um, I like the... Uh, the old school uh, soda collector's uh, item. So um, we'll just put so, some the, in here. Pepsi has decided that they are going to um, re-release uh, Crystal Pepsi because uh, it's developed a cult following over the years. Um, and if you were to ju- just look at it without tipping it or shaking it, it looks just like water. It looks just right? like water. You would never guess that that's... And does it supposedly taste... Like actual Pepsi. Like Pepsi, yeah. And the only difference is it's, it's clear. clear. Clear and crisp. So it Pepsi. looks like 7-Up. So you're thinking, oh, this is going to be very... I'll close my eyes and see if I can tell the difference. Crisp and clear and refreshing. And then you drink it. Hold on. And it tastes like 7-Up. It does not taste like Pepsi. No, I don't think that's true. Seven I'll close up. my eyes and see if I can taste the difference. That's a 7-Up beverage. Mm, that's clear Pepsi, if I can tell that crystal. Anybody that does not that? taste like Pepsi. No, no, well, you're a Pepsi you tell me that tastes like Pepsi. And we have a regular, this is actually not a regular one. It does it's not real taste sugar. like Pepsi. It's real sugar Pepsi, but it's the actual original. Come on. That's that does not, this does vastly not taste. different, right? It's not vastly different. Hmm. I think it is. Uh, Jeffy? This, uh, this does not taste like Pepsi. Mm-mm. I will say, I like the crystal Pepsi. 
I do it's like it. It's not bad. It's crisp. It's, it's, uh, it's, it is, it's, but it's not a cola. It's think. not a, but it's not a, it's not a citrus beverage. Now, Crystal no. Pepsi went through two iterations, by the way. They released the first one that was more cola taste, and it kind of failed. And then they re-released uh, it as a citrus people beverage. Couldn't handle a clear cola. <laughs> I think that's true. They couldn't they deal with it. You know why? Because they kept Look saying that. it tastes like Seven Up. <laughs> You're the problem. You're why this has been off the market for 20 years. Um, I mean, I will say it, it, this has more of a, a, a cola taste, like the, I, the actual regular Pepsi. Yeah, I was expecting cola taste because you said it was yeah. cola taste. But I'm not getting cola taste out of that. No. You're not either, no, Jeff? No, there's no cola. I am t- I'm, I'm, t- I'm getting some cola taste out of it. <laughs> no, you it it's in your head. You fooled yourself. Because yeah, you uh, there is no cola taste. What does it taste like? Seven up. It does not taste. There's no, no lemon it, it or lime. Like, no, no, it lime. tastes like a weak, a weak ass Seven Up. <laughs> Wait, seven Up is lemon and lime. It does not taste like lemon or lime. It tastes Crystal Pepsi. A weak ass Seven Up. <laughs> it tastes like yeah, like uh, you know what's that stuff I hate? That's that Seven Up imitation, that misty. Sierra oh yeah, Mist. Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist. I I don't like it. Uh, but it's this is kinda kinda, like that. this is closer to Sierra Mist than without the lime up. or lemon in it. It's just like a, it's it's yeah, a carbonated all, carbonated it's just water. Just like Sierra so Mist. There's no taste different. At, you're saying it's no taste at all. Yeah, I'm gonna try. It's not cola, though. This is not. It's not cola. It's not. not. So, take that to the bank. It is not cola. No wonder it failed. No wonder. (laughs) I'm happy.